Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We're going to be talking about uh, Dale Keown's pit. But first, man, I'm not really impressed with the size of that pit face, Jimmy. What do you <laughs> got right here, man? Hulk Grand Design coming out from Marvel Comics is at March 2022 and April 2022. Right. Jimmy is distilling down the whole of Incredible Hulk history, more than 500 issues worth of comics and uh, limited series, all that stuff, putting it into 80 pages of non-stop high octane comics you're gonna have to get this thing put on your pull list go tell your retailer the opposite of decompressed storytelling in there yeah that's goddamn right man hyper compressed storytelling these are the covers to the issues uh grand um hulk grand design monster hulk grand design madness and you can bet del Kion is uh there, there's some reference to del Kion. gotta be gotta be man Go to Jimmy's uh, link tree in the description below this video to hit his Patreon and other uh, places online up. Uh, Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one going to be coming out in um, in February due to the paper shortages. Get this put on your pull list. Go to your local comic shop. Order the thing. You could order it from Fantagraphics if your shop doesn't get it. These are the incentive variant covers for that first issue. There's the Peach Momoko. There's the Jimmy Rugg Zap Comics cover. The Eddie P Retail Incentive Variant right there i'm serializing these comics on patreon ahead of time reminds me almost of basil wolverton some of those faces that he would do the grotesqueries it's fun man it's a fun cover it's fun let's take a look at pit number one my most anticipated comics of uh 15 year old jim rug so this is like generation two of uh of image comics all this stuff was kind of popping by the time i discovered it so uh was this a comic that you knew about before it came out was there any sort of i did I, I knew all about this because i was del Keon was one of my favorite artists at the time coming off of his hulk run and whenever it was announced he was going to do an image book and whenever i saw the first piece of art dude i was in love like it's the hulk without a nose like yes yes <laughs> sign me up absolutely and hey it's amazing it's still malibu this is like year one of image oh that's sick uh gotta be the end of that run or, or damn near the end i think they did one year with malibu um gotta be near the end of that but i was i was so hyped for this book like this was probably my most hyped image book i uh had such a ball checking this comic out uh after all this time it really does feel like uh, um, an aerosol comic with really high-end production values and computer coloring because it, it reads like an aerosol comic. He's putting in like the same kind of like level of crafting. It, it gets it gets weird and play. Like, if you just fuzz out your eyeballs, you t you try to like not look at the computer color. Man, it feels like a Blair, Barry Blair gimmick. It really does, and it's just. This this is a guy. There's no writer in this comic. No. Right? Uh, apologies to Brian Houghton, but it's a milk run. You get your kicks where you can. What? Dude. What does that mean in any sense of any story of anybody saying it throughout history? <laughs> it's a milk run. Everything that we're going to see in here. By the way, pinup by Jim Somerville, man. One of my favorite oh, airsoft artists. I didn't realize that's him, and I like that pinup. That's a cool pinup. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I did we'll not make connect the name. That's great. Yeah. The you know. Artists of The Walking Dead. Not the image book, the aerosol book that came out years before. I was thinking Maelstrom, but uh, I'll Walking Dead. That too. Yeah, a <laughs> couple pinups in uh, Warlock 5, I believe, also. That makes sense. He, he was definitely <laughs> one of my favorite aerosol dudes. Nobody's ever talked about Jim Somerville this much on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at, Jim? 
Uh, th so yeah, you got your your bike gang with the milk run gimmick. Uh, when we get to the cops later, it's every cliche thing you've seen in every action you don't have to cop wait for drama. The cops. Just roll up your Terminator opening, and uh, again, remove the nose and put Arnold Schwarzenegger's naked body in there against the bikers. There it is, right it's here, perfect. man. This but, is like T three. And you know what's like. There could have been some storytelling bits in here. Like, for instance, when we see our guys on the milk run, give me one dude in the flannel. And maybe let me see a couple of chains. thought you were going to ask for one of these dudes drinking milk instead of beer. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd settle for that. Because we got the naked pit. They're a Detroit bike, bike gang, and this story is set in New York, by the way. <laughs> Let's do a, a little 14-hour uh, bike trip first. For that milk, man. Yeah, for the milk run. You know, they're into micro-brews, man. So they're going to Williamsburg, freaking Brooklyn, to go get some of that uh, the early gourmet the, shit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still love it. And uh, this first issue, like in my mind, Pitt has, has, it's not lived up to my lofty expectations. Yeah. But revisiting this issue, I actually enjoy this issue. And it's this kind of bullshit, right? Like, oh, totally. I just wanted a gigantic monster. Yeah. And uh, we do get some money shots of that. Ollie Optics doing the coloring. And you could always tell it's Ollie Optics or Ruben Rude, like one of the vestigial uh, Steve Olive guys, when you see these kinds of bits. Yeah, they're doing some painting on there. I don't think that's drawn in, uh, in, in a holding line or anything. That's... That's the color it's going to work. You know what's neat? Like there are these weird black lines that run down that panel. And it made me think of like uh, film, like films would be all scratched up in the old days, you know? It kind of feels that way. And the more B-movie-esque you can graft onto this, the better. There is some production stuff in here that's going to get real crazy. Then it makes me feel like there must be a little bit of a story behind it. Uh, because we're going to get some really... Um, bad le like oh yeah like, there's some overprinting or something yeah and it, it makes me think that this is printed from like scanned from xeroxes or something i assumed it was a printing issue and i actually wanted to look at your book to compare it and and mine is uh you know like it looks real similar like it just looks like that page is way overprinted yeah so maybe it is a bad a lost Scan original or something. or something like that yeah who knows there's a story there and, and should say uh, also on the coloring besides all the optics is joe kyoto yes who i think Wildstorm. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say like he does some other image books, and I think this stuff looks good. Like he, a lot of it, it's it's dark. Um, I think that's the early computer stuff where like you end up getting black mixed in. It's and the, the paper print. too. Yeah, yeah, dot gain on your on your inks. So it is a cocktail for a dark overall issue. But there's a lot of this kind of like double lighting and stuff. Like definitely going for that. What can you do and show off with with Del Keown doing that kind of lighting in his inks yeah, to man. start with? We had Palm and that guy in the face. Yeah. All the way to the ground, too. Like, there's your storytelling. Palm to the face, stiff arm <laughs> into the ground. There's a lot of these punches, though. Like, you see the pose, but it kind of, like, lacks consequence. Now, this is the Red Room guy talking, and I want to see heads <laughs> twisted around and stuff. Plus, if you have enough of a diet of, of really good manga, really good action manga, you see really good examples of cause and effect, like, in these images. This is just big chunky dude like doing stuff. Though I this got is no great. complaints about that. This is fantastic. This, this is again what I signed up for. Yeah, this is this is incredible. Those striations in those neck veins, man, like that's that's money. Yeah, I always wonder with his art, like, is he going in with white media in order to to break up some of his uh, hatching? Because like he'll run that stuff through 
pretty heavily hatched areas. The other great veins on top of veins. Oh, totally. The other great uh, function of the pit is is the way that he uh, does the hair because it communicates movement and speed in like every image where it's required. Yeah. You know, like boom, that little uh, mace knocks that hair forward. Got a subdued moment, but now he's going down. I think I think the hair should probably went like that, but. A lot of movement in that hair. This has to be Glenn Danzig's favorite image comic, right? Oh, I'm sure. It feels like goth and like all the Bisley stuff. Like he must have made a run at Del Keon whenever he was doing Verotic. Keon uh, was was in bands also. Like this image right here. There's it, there's like a Frazetta vibe to it, mm -hmm. but this is like the best of the Keon Hulk. Like I I feel like on that one cover where there's the. Uh, chromium gimmick and there's like bruce banner in the middle i feel like that's the exact pose <laughs> yeah of the hulk he's so big. look how freaking big his arms are like the size of his lats you know it's almost like an extra an extra muscle here with the shoulder and with the lat dude it is it is don simpson megaton man except he's playing it for real pit megaton man man that would have been the greatest crossover ever could still happen it's not too late right guys Pitt's we'll, coming back, I think. We'll I promote think, uh, the hell out of that shit. I think Pitt's coming back. Dude. Sawed off shotgun to the tummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Selling it with the hair. You know, like Pitt wrenching down. Yeah, they finally feel like they've they've got the upper hand there and uh they're gloating instead of reloading, and guess what? You should have spent that time reloading. Yeah. Look at the claws coming <laughs> out, man. So that's that's a lot of real estate, man for some fucking claws. Hey, it pays off though. Think of how badass he's been up to this point. Now he's got claws and this dude's screaming, shoot him again, shoot him again. <laughs> pretty good, another pretty good page. This is one of those early images that you would see in the ads and mm -hmm. things. I love the lighting on these teeth, man. Yeah, and that's all colorist, right? Yeah. No uh, no ink lines on there. And then cut to that kid's waking up, snapping out of this, this uh, sideways two page spread. That was awesome. Yeah. That's that's what that's what I wanted. That's what I paid for. That's what I wish there were 18 more pages of. But pretty pretty badass. That's how you open your comic if you're a monster comic. As uh as Peter Chung said, man, if every page is a if everything's a climax, there's no climax. So we have to have our little guy with his This is really Willy Wonka. You know? That's like grandpa from Willy Wonka. It's a little boy from Willy Wonka. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's from something. Yeah. <laughs> Show me the part of this comic that is original. I know. Like, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, man, just don't just look at the black and white. It's a freaking air cell comic. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you, but that's not a don't interpret that negatively. No. Viewers at home. Yeah, I, no. I love it for those reasons. And then uh, we cut now you get one page of like the kid. And this is the aerosol part too, by the way. Like, like uh, this is Dan and Larry. Yeah. But 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 Del Keown's version of it, uh, even if it doesn't totally all make sense. But I can't help seeing it. So that's Barry Blair. <laughs> could be. Could be. Uh, so we get one page of the kid and the grandpa whose parents have recently died. But I don't know if we ever get too much more info on that. And then elsewhere, this editor, Bobby Harris. <clears throat> Bobby Chase was the editor at Hulk for, for Keown. And then Bob, Bob Harris, Harris might have been editor-in-chief at Marvel at this time or he, shortly he, after this. He was he the, the ex-editor. Yeah, he was the ex-editor at this time in, in 92. Still Tom DeFalco's the dude over there. So, yeah, is this cutting promos, making making it a girl? I can't tell. I, Bobby Chase, I think, was a, was a woman, a girl, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then again, like, Bob Harris stands on its own. Like, is there any... Is, 
I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. It, it yeah. feels like they're trying to reference something, but I can't tell you exactly what that reference is, good or bad. The, the other thing is like this: this Bobby Harris, she she's you know central casting like badass female detective. And and guess what, Jimmy? She's going to be saddled with a guy who's a lone wolf who works alone who doesn't want to be saddled with a partner, let alone a girl partner. Have you ever seen that before in a in a movie? Hey, I guess this is the original part, right? <laughs> Smithers. Smithers <laughs> with the glasses. Yeah, this page is so dark. If you told me it was reproduced from pencils, I'd be like, okay, that maybe, you know, you adjust your levels to make sure they print well enough and it ends up a little bit dark. I don't know what's going on. It's it's weird. I think it's just a printing issue. Yeah. There's a lot of ink on these pages. Yeah. I feel like they're violating some rules on, uh, you know, how much ink coverage you're supposed to put on a page. There's a lot of ink on these pages. Uh, yeah, so Pitt now has a flannel shirt wrapped in chains, and we have seen no flannel nor chains on any of those bike dudes. So you just got to put those. It's what happens between the gutters, mm -hmm. Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. It's the magic of comic storytelling. And then useless, this inner monologue of, that was unnecessary, your actions were barbaric at best. Well, see, he has a symbiotic uh, relationship with these aliens up in the up in the sky. Look at that uninspired maggot pod say, design. It's, it's, that is not a fun alien design. It just looks like an alien baby like, being swaddled. Nothing but Pit is cool. Cool. And this <laughs> thing, like, this isn't that cool. Mm-mm. We don't care about your little alien race thing <laughs> our crime spreading too much light throughout the universe to uh t-o not t-o-o -O. <laughs> our sentence death and and uh dale doesn't even really care about drawing motorcycles that much no man. like even his motorcycles ain't that inspired your words assault me pit sensitive <laughs> You know, this is the era of Luke Perry, the, 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 the bad guy with the heart of gold. They're examining the uh, an after-crime scene in this subway cart, which I think was the Youngblood 4 pit preview yeah. story. Yeah. And, uh, again, it just piles on the cliches, right? Like, this is something that you would see in any kind of, like, uh, crime, you know, any, any crime procedural TV show, you would get this kind of stuff. Probably one of the best pieces of comic book storytelling in this issue is... Merton Riggs, like r running down <laughs> the the stairs, coming to this quarter, and you just see the bodies, you know, squirting against the wall. Like that's that's a that's good a piece. really good panel yeah. in the middle of the page, like that, a wide horizontal shot. It's almost nine panel grid. You know the way. It, it's yeah, you're right. Very good. It works really well. And uh, you know, even this kind of like hyperbole of "run for your life, we're all doomed." Like this comic is just it's turned up to eleven. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> And here are the guys. Now, you know what, man? These, they, this is pretty cool. This looks like video game bad guys and shit. They do. I'm, I'm mildly less impressed, although I love the size of this guy's, like, claw, bionic arm thing. Yeah. But... That could be in Warlock. I, it could be. A, yeah. Keon, it's... Here's what's fun about this kind of shit. Because it's sort of no different than when we were kids at this sta stage, learning to draw comics... And you're excited to be drawing this part. Fuck this. Fuck this. Like, <laughs> he doesn't give two shits about this stuff, man. That looks, like, super uninspired. Okay, you know, Ken Langraff or something. Like, 
like that is nothing but he is definitely spending his energies on that right there there's a lot there i love this police officer's face gun look she should be just peeling off rounds at, at that guy yeah the gun's in position man just start squeezing the trigger all right man let's go take a look at our sam keith popping up here so that's your other wave two you know i think of max and pitt as being like that the the second generation after the first the founding uh, image creators these felt like the guys who hopped on. I think Shaman's Tears is probably part of the second, the yeah, second wave. Yeah, Wild Star. But uh, certainly Sam Keith, an interesting one to put in here. I have complete runs of both Max and Pitt to give you some context of how I feel about these two books. Nice, man. <laughs> you have all eight issues of uh, Pitt? Dude, 20 issues of Pitt. Is that true? Oh, yeah, and those last ones were hard to find. Wow. So there's your Jim Somerville Pitt. Looks very different than the regular Pitt, and I like it. Like, this is a cool-looking version, I think, of this character. This is that definite like, late-period uh, Somerville, man. You could tell by some of the, the, the brush hatching and the lighting on the chest and stuff where he's he's using the brush, you know? It's, like, not quite Dandy Don Simpson, but That's it's in exactly that spirit. That's exactly who I thought of, yeah. It's some a, of that forearm inking is so Don Simpson-esque. Yeah, yeah. Go check out those those Walking Dead comics. Like, they, they are really freaking cool. I think there's four issues. This feels like the heavy metal side of the pit character being interpreted on this on this pinup. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Wizard magazine getting an ad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still Malibu. Yeah, yeah, Malibu starting up. I don't know if that was part of their Bravera line, the uh, Mighty Magnor, or if that was just Bravera wasn't line. around yet. Okay. Bravora comes later, man. Love seeing a Sergio Aragonese appearance in pit number one. Yes, sir. <laughs> Super fun, man. No idea that there were 20-some issues. That's a revelation uh, to for me today. Goes self-publishing for uh, yeah, full pretty, pretty early on. And then, I don't know if it ends up at top shelf or not, but eventually uh, Keon would show up and talk. I keep calling it top shelf. Top, top cow. cow. Mark, yeah. Mark Silvestri's uh, run. I think, think he would draw darkness there. And it was so tight and refined, his drawing, by that point it had kind of lost all the edges that I love. Aren't there about three or four covers that are just like this? Yes. Just, just there are pit covers, like like issue 9 seven. or 12 or something is, is like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And he just, I, I bring it up just because you said refinement, because that's what it is. He just like refines and figures out more and more about lighting, and it's just like, let me, let me do another stab at let that. Let me see if I can triple light this without a nose. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing for the light to even bounce off of. <laughs> <laughs> Good to go, Jimmy? Yeah. Okay, favorites, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design, man. That's all I'm going to be talking about until March and April and probably even beyond that. But Hulk Grand Design, everything, and, you know, lots of coverage of that will be popping up. You know, I'm still on that Red Room train, man. Trigger warnings coming out February. That paper shortage is crazy, man, pushing us six weeks back. Uh, in terms of uh, printing this issue. Uh, comic shops were not able to order it uh, as long as they were supposed to be able to because of ransomware attacks. So this might be a scarce number one. Get it at your comic shop. Order it from Fantagraphics ASAP. I want them to sell out on day one. Hit up our link trees in the description below this video. You can get to our Patreons. You can get to places where you can pre-order our comics. What else do you have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. All right, man. Give them those marching orders. We're going to be on our way. Read more comics.